heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? The news and stories from Racing's Heartland. This is RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse. Time to turn our attention now to the Inter-Dominion, which culminates with grand final night on Saturday week at Albion Park in Brisbane. We had another round of the heats last night, and we've got another round this weekend as well. And a, and a new voice and a new face for Harness Racing Victoria is Bronte Nuremberg, who's a former Queenslander who finds herself back in Victoria, getting ready to head back up north for the final. But Bronnie, it's great to have you in the studio. How are you? Thank you. I'm very good and it was nice because I'm just my office is based next door. I just got to walk across the road and get a coffee and it's been very relaxed this morning. Excellent. Hey, for the RSN listeners out there, just before we delve deep into the Inter-Dominion races, give us a little bit of background about yourself and how you find yourself now here at HRV. Yeah, so my dad has been part of the racing industry my whole life. He's been an owner with horses all around Australia and we did have our own like little home base with our horses at home. And So I've always been around the horses and then my personal background was in marketing, like went through uni, had a job in marketing and dad came up with this idea. He's like, do you want to work in statistics and form analysis? And I have this idea, like, let's look at a sectional based analysis with horses and see if we can predict winners based on a horse's uh, sectional performances. From that, we launched a business called Sulky App, which is exactly that. It looks at horses' statistical analysis to see how they, they fit in future races and through that I met lots of connections in Harness Racing Victoria because I love promoting the sport and everything in Victoria so I had a lot of connections here and then from there I managed to get a full-time job with Harness Racing Victoria in the media department so that's my main priority right now Sulky App is the work that I do as soon as I get home at night and every morning. And so you don't weekend. sleep anymore? No, no. Sleep, <laughs> sleep's not for me anymore. <laughs> um, so Sulky App, it's fascinating because sectionals, as far as um, a harness racing, it's, it, it revolves around times, doesn't it? Um, breaking down the quarters, breaking down lead times and everything like that. So um, how much more information uh, is the punter able to glean from those, um, I suppose, deep dives into that statistical analysis? I think the part of it that we've managed to nail, which is so important, is the ability to compare horses across Australia. Because even just within Victoria, you'll have an 800-metre track up north and a 1,000-metre track down at Melton. And every time... A horse could run a really fast time at Mildura, but it doesn't look that impressive on paper because you're comparing it to a 1,000-metre track at Melton. And we've worked out the time difference of every track in Australia. And then when a horse is going into a race somewhere in the middle, like Ballarat, you can compare all their times Mm. and they become even. So you find the point of difference. And it's not just... Like the race times, we look at gate speed, we look at the horse's gear changes, trainer changes, drive. We have driver stats too to see the impact drivers now have on horses. So, yeah, it's the point of difference, I would say, is just the ability to be able to compare horses like no other place that you can really do that at the moment. It sounds like a lot of work. It it is a lot of work. It's definitely worthwhile. I love the sport and it's... uh, a great, it's a great industry to be able to promote and work within, so I'm very happy. Do you like to have a bet as well? I'm one of those people that puts like $1 bets on if I find a nice <laughs> roughie. And like, I just have this dream of winning this like multi-bet one day, like a really good one. So you're doing all of the punting analysis and information 
just through the pure love of the sport and and the I suppose stats. Yeah, I would say that I I love the sport. I love the horses. I love the people. And yeah, I I wish I had the the guts you could say to be a punter because I feel like I could be a good one, but I don't have that. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> time, give it time. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this Inter Dominion series and the way it's playing out. Um, beforehand, talking with Mick Gear, and he said, "Look, this Inter Dominion series looks like it's going to play out pretty predictably." What would you say after we've seen a couple of rounds of the heats? I would say that we thought that initially and Mm. now we know how to get the favourites beat. So the one thing that I don't think the interstate trainers like the Victorians and the New South Wales trainers and drivers really predicted was the fact that the Queenslanders can be so unpredictable, the drivers and they will do everything in their power to get the favourites beat. And that was shown, I guess, last night with Gus in the trotters. Um, That driver of Chantelle Turpins was incredible when you look at it uh, after the race. And she had guts to, uh, you'd say, put pressure on and attack for the front of Queen Elida, who was arguably one of the best trotters in Australasia. And it worked out for her. Now Mm. she's got a horse in the final and the horse has proven that it's deserving of a spot in the final too. And those sort of drives you can expect from Queenslanders. Well, let's have a listen to the closing stages of that. That was Olavici who won heat four in the the Inter-Dominion Trotters final where Queen Elida, the $1.50 favourite, missed the place. Oh, ran second. Deeper out Olavici. Queen Elida reaches the lead. Gus Olavici trying hard. Queen Elida just in front. Queen Elida, I I think one. It's a photo. Queen Elida, Olavici, Gus was enormous running in third. Then so the Gus enormous, as we heard there. But the, the market has just believed at a dollar fifty. It continued on uh, its winning way last night. So Queen Elida now at four dollars and forty cents. So. From a, a final perspective, we know the draw um, will come into play, but a dollar fifty just believe Queen Elida four dollars forty, or is it an Olavici or a Gus that could come into contention now as well, or will it be the favourites in your mind fighting it out? I think what we learned as well from last year with the Inter Dominion series with Queen Elida is she's vulnerable when she has to back up, and she wasn't at her best when she was first up in the heats, and last night she was a lot better, but she's going to really have to like have magic. Uh, training this week to recover her for the next round of heats after that run and you'd even though Just Believe had a hard run last night he just did it so comfortably that you could imagine that he's going to be feeling really really confident and strong and that's I think he's justified that price I think the horse that was a bit uh, underrated and people aren't really looking at the run last night was Mufasa Metro he worked hard early he came third he's another Victorian and he's another like outsider that's probably getting out because people have forgotten he's maybe in the series, but that's a fantastic trainer there and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the finish as well. All right. Um, so uh, from a, a market point of view and what the stats are saying, is there um, $1.50 too short at the moment for, for Just Believe, would you say? I wouldn't say it's too short. He proved that he can handle travelling around the world. So I think he can handle racing four times in two weeks. I think it's the horse that you can be the most confident will be non not as vulnerable and coming into the last heat in the final because he's just a bit of a war horse is it less predictable in in the paces do you think from what you've seen at the moment we've got another odds on favorite there as well but we saw Swayze get turned over um last night the one thing i've noticed about the albion park track over this series is it's almost been impossible from horses coming from behind to get into the run so when it comes down to the draw 
you're going to see if Leap to Fame or something in the final draws, the second line, it's going to be awfully hard for him, especially a horse like Swayze got beat yesterday because he had to come wide, he had to come around them. So the, it's going to be fence-dominated, the final, especially over the longer trip. So I would say that there definitely could be a lot of surprises and the Queensland drivers will be very aware of that uh, benefit to the fence. So... Um, where do you have... We, we might play the closing stages of um, of the heat last night that Narano won. Upside, hell of a Tim's a trooper, I cast no shadow. Captain shuffles, third quarter, 27.6. Turn it up, corners with the lead. Better Eclipse draws level. Narano comes to the outside and lets down. Turn it up, Better Eclipse. Narano over the top. Narano too good. Narano, Better Eclipse, turn it up. Black sedan. So Narano winning last night and I think... There was some talk you could have got almost 100 to 1 before the series started. He's now into a $10 fourth favourite. Yeah, that run was just showing the skill of Cam Hart. He has to be one of the best drivers in Australasia. That was an incredible... He, he drew seven. No one expected him to get 1-1 one, one and just have one crack at them. The the horse in that race that was clearly the most impressive was uh, Better Eclipse. He raced in the chair and he was so tough and he only just got beat. And going into the final, I would say that Better Eclipse and Leap to Fame are the best horses going into the final, even though Narano did win that race. But if Narano's, you know, manages to get a good draw, he draws one or something in the final, he's on the fence, he gets a nice run at them. Like, he's definitely a chance to win the final. And Swayze? Swayze, I think, is in the same boat now. Like we saw last night, he's vulnerable if he has to come around them. So I would say if he's on the fence, again, massive chance. But he didn't recover very well from his trip to uh, New Zealand after the big run. So having three runs in one week, only two or three weeks after that New Zealand trip, is probably going to take... I think he's one of the horses that the the four races in two weeks is going to take a toll on because he's already exhausted. Yeah. So we've got the, the final round of heats this weekend. So from a, a punting perspective, would you tread warily because there could be a few horses that are going to be um, trying not to go too hard for the final the following week? Yeah, I would, especially with a horse like Leap to Fame, I was listening to the post-race interview with Grant Dixon and he was he he sounded defeated and mm. not very happy with the amount of work Leap to Fame had to do. and. Uh, Chris Alford's going to be looking after Queen Alida. He's just going to want to get her through to the final. So those short price favourites that have had gut busters and the heats, I would be very careful if you're you know, putting all your money onto those runs. Uh, you're a Queensland girl, but overall, the series at Albion Park, and as he said, it's hard to make grand there. What do you think about it? I think they've done a fantastic job. They've started promoting it really early on, and they're very innovative with lots of things like their camera work and uh, I've seen all the drone footage and everything. So they've done a really good job. Initially, when the fields came out, I thought that might... It was actually probably one of the weaker Inter-Dominion series I have seen, if I'm just going to be honest. And I'm saying that because Dad has a horse in the race, <laughs> in the series, LL Cool J. And, you know, six months ago when I was looking at the, the quality of horses racing in Australia, there's no way I would have thought he would have even made it into the, the fields of the heats, but he is running fifth and sixth in these heats. So I think that there is a top quality of horse, like a layer of maybe 12 really nice horses that are going to be in the final, but the other horses that are filling the heats are just your average Saturday night free-for-all level horses. So I think these heats uh, they're going to knock out those runners and then you, we're going to have a really strong final. But yeah, initially I was a little bit hesitant with the, the quality of the heats, but they have turned out to be really exciting races. And how much importance is the draw going to have in the in the Pacers final with, you know, $1.85 leap to fame? 
if he draws poorly, um, would you be hesitant to to want to back him, even if he gets out into black figures? Oh, yeah, I would be so hesitant. He's been beaten all the Grand Circuit races recently from a bad draw, and there is not really a good draw for Leap to Fame, unfortunately. He has no gate speed, uh, so he you don't want to draw one. Uh, and if he draws on the front line, he can't really get to the front unless the horse is drawn inside him want cover from him. Draws on the second line, he has to run a race around the field. So for Leap to Fame, I don't think there is a good draw for him. He's going to have to do it hard. And I would want to be on the horses that are going to be on the fence first before him. So the ones I've mentioned earlier, Narano, Swayze, Better Eclipse, they're okay. all the ones that are exciting. And some of the four-year-olds in uh, Queensland are quite impressive. Those future assured, speak the truth. It's just a great... They could be some surprises. There. Well, I was going to put you on the on the spotlight, and I'll give you a chance to revisit this selection in a week's time. But right now, where we sit, who wins the paces and the trotters in a Dominion? I would say straight away for the trotters, um, better Eclipse. Yep. Uh, paces is the tricky one. I, re- as a Queenslander, uh, Leap to Fame is actually my neighbour. I really wanted to say him, but I feel like it's going to be the horse that has the best run. And I know that I wasn't overly positive before with Narano, but if he manages to get the fence, I think he could still run past them. Okay. So Narano uh, is uh, a big selection there. I do like Better Eclipse. I would love to see Greg Schultz. $8 Better Eclipse. If he manages to find the front first, yeah, I'm with, I'd I'd love to see Better Eclipse win. All right. And who did you say in the trotting? Any uh, Just Believe just just wins? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think there could be some upsets. Uh, Gus proved how good he was, and if he, if he did manage to win for the Queenslanders, that would be incredible. Uh, Bronte, great to get you in here, and we will have a chat to you again next week, um, live from Queensland, because you'll be yes. up there counting down to the final uh, in uh, what will be a very exciting culmination to the Inter-Dominion. Uh, lovely to meet you. Look forward yes. to hearing your voice more on RSN moving forward. Thank you. It was lovely to be on. Bronte Newenberg from Harness Racing Victoria.